we do not have structure. We do not have enough structure in this. is is quite unregulated. What I would charge for being a content, writing a website content, is just from another person. I hear some things that some people charge for content writing, and I scream. I'm like, God, when? But... Hello and welcome to At The Bus Stop. My name is Aisha. On this podcast, I speak with business owners, creatives, and many more about the things that make us tick and keep us going as humans. Today, I have a conversation with Zoe, Adebola Zoe Williams. She's a content marketer, among many, many other things. We talk about monetizing your creativity and how creatives are exploited on a daily basis. I really hope that you enjoyed this conversation. It's in two parts, so you'll be hearing the first part today. Let me know what you think on Instagram. See ya! If you notice some lagging, that's because this was recorded remotely as a result of the lockdown because of COVID-19. I hope you're all staying safe. So today we'll be talking about monetizing your creativity. Yeah. Yeah? And as much as I want to dive into all the questions now, because I'm super excited to even hear it. Uh, I want to start with what you do. So can you just give us a brief introduction to who you are and what you do? Hello, everyone. I'm Adibola's James. um, (laughs) I'm a content marketer. And most people, well, a lot of people, not most people, a lot of people don't know the difference between a content marketer and a content creator, but they are very, very different. A content marketer is a marketer that markets content. A content creator is someone that creates. <laughs> that's that's just like the little way to put it. So different platforms, different markets for different purposes. And then I'm also a writer, which is like one of the things I'm proud that I am, which is weird. But um, yes, I'm a writer. I haven't published any book yet. So to me, people that don't think that people that don't have books are writers. And I'm a creative consultant. So that means I help brands, businesses, personal figures um, identify ideas that they can tell their story across different platforms using different strategies. Yeah. So that's what I do. That's what I do for a living. But I love supporting other creatives. That's why I'm always like keeping my eyes in everybody's content, keeping my eyes in everybody's face. If I everybody please, because I just feel like, oh, if you're doing an amazing thing, you know, I should be a part of it. I should help you spread it. I should help you contribute something, something, something. Yeah, so I derive joy in in supporting and collaborating with other creatives. And that's that's my reason for me. Well, that's great. And what that has done for me is, is that it has given me several questions to ask you. So brace yourself because we're about to begin. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anyways, um <laughs> yeah, let's be let's be more serious. Um so you said that as a content marketer, what you do is that you market yeah. content. How exactly do you do that? What does it mean to market right. content? So every business or brand or person we usually have marketing objectives, right? There's a reason you want to market people, there's a reason you want to create brand awareness or whatever it is your object is whether you want to make sales if you sell products or you want to um, generate um, leads if you create services. Whatever it is as a business or as a company or as an individual, 
that you want to do on platforms, online media generally. So I'm talking websites, I'm talking blog sites, talking newsletters, I'm talking um, press releases, if it's a company, I'm talking constant communication between a brand and their audience. So content marketing is the value chain of creating a strategy that would make your um that will make people connect with your brand in such a way that you're not actively selling so marketing used to be um ads and all of those things you see it online come and buy register call with all of those amazing cities for you to take actions but content is providing constant to your audience and building in them this trust and this um awareness brand that you're the go-to for whatever it is that you do so a content marketer usually understands the brand, understands the vision of the brand. So a content marketer can do content marketing for a brand that is just starting. And when you when you see the overarching strategy across all their media platforms, whether offline, offline platforms or online platforms, you would think that this company has been in existence because they are also seeing, they are creating that strategy from the um, future kind of so the content marketer is in charge of crafting a content strategy across different broad across different um, um platforms understanding the target audience of course um creating the content sometimes some of them don't but content creation is under content marketing then content distribution which is something most people don't pay attention to I mean, you create this amazing content and you post it on your Instagram. that's it that's just one way of posting the content because the way platforms are now they are multilateral there are people on linkedin that are not even on instagram they never they will never come on instagram and there's some people on instagram they will never go on linkedin so understanding that your target audience is not one person it could be one person with different sizes that is multifaceted so that's why you use multiple platforms and then content promotion yes and then analyzing the measures of the success that your content that has gone out has done and being able to restructure, evaluate, monitor and put everything together in one place. So content marketing is very close to M&A, that's marketing advertising. You have to you have to know a lot about marketing generally, not social media marketing. Most people think of content creators as just social media content creators, but there are some people that don't even do social media, but they are content creators. They are creating amazing magic Hmm. Am- okay. Yeah, so ads, for example, yes, I are can. a form of content, and the people ca- that create them are not called content creators because most people think that content creators are just wired to social media, Instagram, Facebook, and all of those things, but they are also content creators as well. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a little bit broad. It's broad because there's inbound marketing, there's outbound marketing, B2B, B2C, all of these things are under content marketing. Well, okay, you've given me a lot to think about. You have. <laughs> truth, truth be told, yeah, um, I, I, all, I used to get really confused about what a content marketer really was because in my head, I used to think, or I used to see people rather that were just content creators saying that they were content marketers. But from the way you've explained it now, I, I can see that there's a lot more to it than just creating content because the content yeah. marketer could create content. 
or they could just leave that part alone but then focus on distributing the content to the right platform to ensure yeah. that they reach the target audience of a brand which 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 in itself is is a huge yeah. task to be honest so <laughs> newfound respect twali <laughs> so <laughs> So is there is there a difference between a content marketer and a brand marketer? So branding is a form of marketing and communication, right? Public relations, marketing and communications. Branding is under that. A person's brand is not just um I, I know that you know that a person's brand is not logo and all of those things. A person's a company's is what is yeah. what people think when they have any experience with them, no matter how little or irrelevant. So a brand marketer is the one that ensures that whatever communica- communication or experience goes out from within a brand is authentic and is true and is sticking to the values of the organization. So most of, most of this marketing and communications um, field in most companies, they usually work hand in hand. So a content marketer works with a content creator, um, a content creator shows whatever it is they are creating to the brand manager, the brand manager, the brand marketer decides what goes, what doesn't go, this doesn't fit. All of those people are working hand in hand because they have different experts. So a brand a brand marketer understands that this is our brand. I get that you're a creative, amazing stuff. Yeah, but this is our brand and we are sticking true to it. So they are the ones that kind of filter what goes in, what goes out, how it goes out, how it comes in, how you receive it, how you work your campaign what is happening, how people are receiving it, what people are feeling, that they want to come back and evaluate the demographics, the analytics that the content marketer will bring, that, oh, sorry, sorry to tell you, but from our, um, from our findings on the people that come to our website during Valentine, I've seen that 80% of them are people in their 65s. So the brand marketer has to do something with that information and then come back again to the creative board and say, yo, so this is what you think we will do and this is how we go about it. So they all work... They all work, um, what's the word now? They all work, they are interwoven different and unique um, tasks to make sure that the brand is well perceived outside. Wow. So this is what I love about doing a podcast. I just get a lot <laughs> of free information. It's so cool. Not really. And I get it firsthand because sometimes when I'm editing, I'm like, let me remove this part. Let me remove that part. And I was just there thinking, oh, you guys don't hear everything, <laughs> do you? But I do. I know everything. Oh <laughs> I've heard so much fun. It is, really, because I've learned a whole lot today. So um, I've realized that in today's world, you know, where almost everyone wants to be a freelancer now, or well, they just want to stand on their own because people don't really like the nine-to-five yeah. Um, what's it called? Mm-hmm. The ninety-five situation, right? A lot of take on tasks that are supposed to be split amongst, say, three to four people within a team. So you find that the same person that is mm-hmm. writing the copy, who's supposed mm-hmm. to be a copywriter, happens to also be the same person that is mm-hmm. creating it, the design, which is supposed yeah. to be of a graphics designer. And then that's not where it ends. That's not where it ends. So after creating the design. You now become a social media manager where you post it, put the caption, tag the right people, put the right hashtags, but no, it doesn't end there. You move from there to running a campaign with that same creative, but is that where it ends? 
No, because you have become a content marketer who now looks for the right platforms where the target yeah. audience will be and then put it there. But before you become the content marketer who is putting it out, <laughs> you are also the brand marketer who is deciding oh. if it works yeah. for the brand. You now become a content marketer that yeah. puts it out. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. It is overwhelming. No, and a lot of these clients don't realize it. That's the sad thing. Right? So they think that it's part of the territory. So I wrote an article some months back on shots fired on behalf of all content creatives. That was the title of the um article. And it cost a little bit of rumble on LinkedIn because you know, people that hire freelancers, you're like, oh no, but they don't split these different things into different things if somebody can do it. And I was saying that I see some job vacancies and I'm scared for my life. Like, am I ready to make it in this world? Am I ready? You see, you see, um, a, you see a, a job vacancy of, or oh, we need a social media marketer or a social media or a content writer. Let me use a content writer page. We need a content writer. I'm like, okay, yeah. They explain their brand. I'm like, okay, not bad. Something down my alley. I should. Then I see the requirements. And then I see that these people need someone with videography skills, photography skills, like proper videography, photography. <laughs> someone that graphic designs, someone that knows how to use HTML, something, something, someone that knows how to um, do some. Like, I see some of these things and I'm like, wait, you guys are not ready. And I realized that it's not their fault. It's, it's the creative industry fault on our part. And let me explain it this way the creative industry is one of the fast booming industries, but it's always been. It's always been in existence. People had always, but it had, it had been within the structured organization, agencies. Agencies are the ones that used to do all these things that freelancers are doing all over the place now. You know, all these big brands, all these ad agencies, but people are coming out. Yeah. People, it's a gig economy. Everybody is trying to get a gig and do something and move on and spend money, that kind of stuff. So the we do not have structure. We do not have enough structure in this. It's, it's quite unregulated. What I would charge for being a content writing a website content is different from another person. I hear some things that some people charge for content writing, and I scream. I'm like, God, when? But you know, that person built a brand. That person has have um, <laughs> done amazing work over time, and I've been increasing their money value over time, and that's how it is now. So our industry isn't as um structure that most other is not regulated it's not structured there's nobody there's no somewhere you can go and see that oh for a content writer for a tech website the person must collect 1000 us dollars there's no way everybody's doing their own thing even though people are trying to help us how to do pricing and all of those things those things are still will not still be very specific to you you have to take the general principle and still add like a personal stuff to it to come up with your own pricing so people don't people don't understand people that are hiring don't understand it it's too unregulated. It's too all over the place. So most people think that it's the same thing. I want to hire a social media. Uh, when you want to hire me as a social media manager, and I, I don't do this, but if I want to do it, that means I'm a social media manager. I'm not going to create shit. Sorry. I'm not going to create any content. That means you have your content. You have it properly created, <laughs> your designs, your videos, whatever it is. What I'm going to do is I'm going to manage your social media pages. I'm going to put your content when it's supposed to be up. I'm going to... Um, um, communicate with your audience, push people to do the right things. Just you have to. I'm not. That's that's what the social media manager is supposed to do. He's supposed to help your online community. So why should I be focusing on mm. creating? I mean, that's not my business. 
but I can, as a social media manager, I will give you a report. So this is what is happening. This is how people are following us. These are the content that people are enjoying. You take it to your content creator, they do more jobs. It's not my problem. You know, so, but everything is so intertwined these days. And because a lot of us young people, we want jobs desperately, we say we do everything. So you, yeah. say you social media manager, you're too scared to be like you. I mean, even sometimes I get like that. I go... I'm too scared to say, no, don't have these expectations of me. I'm too scared to say this is how much I want. And then I flop sometimes and then I, I regret it at the end of the day. But I'm coming out of that space because I can't kill myself. You keep taking everything. Just imagine a social media manager that you should be able to handle at least three to four different brands because you are a social media manager. But if you're creating content for all of them, if you're doing this one for all of them, you're doing all the multiple things for all of them, you will wear out and you will tarnish your reputation at the end of the day. So we are we are desperate to get we are desperate to make money. So we, we want to do everything. And don't get me wrong, Nigeria is a place where everybody knows how to do everything. I mean, there are some people that they don't have they don't have to have managed a page before. Their own personal pages that they have managed and do social media management for another person. Because all of us have picked a lot of skills along the way. But you still have to focus on your niche. You have to focus on what you want to do and stick to it. Just recently I was having a conversation with myself how some people make me feel less than because I don't do some form of content writing. People, people text you and like, oh, I heard you're a content writer. I'm, I'm doing this fintech something and I thought it's right there. Oh, that's not my strong niche. I can write it. I can work hard to make it happen, but it's going to take more time. You are going to have a lot of edits to do because I haven't gone into that space. I haven't taken time. And they're like, why won't you? That's the, that's the thing that's really now. Technology is, but technology is boring. I'm sorry. It's not, it doesn't come to me naturally. I have to like read books. I have to examine. I have to do a lot of research. That's, that's too much stress on top of how much, you know. So I tell people straight, no, that's not my strong niche. These are my strong niches. But people make you feel like you're making the wrong call or you're doing the wrong thing. I mean, so... We just, we young people really have to wake up to the fact that we can't do everything at once. Niching, it, niching doesn't mean that you're taking the easy way out. It doesn't. A lot of the most amazing and richest people on the surface of the earth started out niched. It was when they grew up and when they discovered that oh, my capacity has increased, my monetary capacity has also increased, they were able to now branch it to other things. And if you want to, mm. if if you want to do something, I, I I've tried to do something a few times. I have gotten a job that needed like two extra stuff. I made sure that they paid for it. They know that it was different, and then I give it to people that were around me, and then I pay them. So I didn't bother about those things. So you can be that creative. You can be that content creative that has a body of people around you that do different stuff. You pay them to do certain things, and then they do it, and you just focus on the core of your of your work. So if you can do that, so that would be fine. Wow. <laughs> From everything that you've said, it sounds like our industry is the most underrated, most exploited yep. essential industry. Because lots of, like, the, the, I can't, I'm trying to think of a business that would survive without the help of one creative person, at least. Even if the creative person doesn't come with the title, you know, that is usually assigned to creative people, there's always a creative person in the team that's always helping mm-hmm. you spark up great ideas or always helping you implement those mm-hmm. great ideas and things like that. But people yeah, tend to look down on us. Yeah. And like you said, a lot of a lot of us are very because they will say it's not just Sorry? ideas, it's not just uh, uh, what's... <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. I mean, and this may I say this is not just ideas. There is a term for it. When a person is sitting down and coming up with ideas for something, it is called what? An ideation process. (laughs) But no, it does say it's not just ideas because what? A person just happens to have great ideas randomly. Do you know that all of the things that are currently in our head or sitting in our head that we've not been able to pull out has been as a result of our experiences and the things that we have learned, the things that we have read and watched? Did you sit down to read and watch those things? No, but I did. I took out my time to do those things. And now I'm able to give you ideas that would help you yeah. grow your business. But no, they don't see it that way. Why? It's, it's, it saddens me, honestly, because I've, I've, had, I've been exploited like that before. I've been called to be a social media manager only for them to put in my offer letter that will also be creating content. Wow. A lot of content. Ooh. And then they decided wow. to push my pay. And I was, I was a little confused, but I was also a little scared to say no because I was thinking to myself, I don't have a job at the moment. I might as well take it. And they made my life a living hell. That's why it we was have crazy. To keep having these conversations, we have to keep talking about it. A lot of people think that creatives are just having fun, you know. And it's it's how is the narrative that we tell? Is the narrative of our personal content of our personal brand? We make it seem easy. We make it seem like, oh, we are the good people that are all about value and value. We like money. We like less work and more money. Just like every regular person on the surface of this earth. So we have been putting the way we are being perceived and which is the way we are putting ourselves out there is that we are all about value and the good work and climbing ladder and all of those things. So people exploit people like that. You know, so you just think that, oh, I just want to give value. I don't really care. I don't really care. We have to change that narrative. We have to put ourselves in the proper light, how we truly are. Do not exploit me. This is my boundaries. This is how I work. I mean, some creatives do jobs with people. They do not have contracts. In 2020, it's, it should, it's, it's, if it was 2018 or 2017 when I was starting out, I mean, I didn't have, I didn't have to do it contracts i didn't know anything that's different but it's 2020 google is your friend get online check and how they do things how yeah. do they have meetings how do they how do they um how do they create contracts for you whatever kind of field that you're in how is it supposed to look like what are the most important things you're supposed to show you know all of these things we are not really paying attention to them and if we do not change the narrative we will keep you know, we keep getting worse, and people coming behind us. We also suffer the same thing that we suffered. Hmm. Very true. You know, I, I realize that because a lot of us, like you said, because a lot of us tend to make it seem like our work is fun. Which, is. to be honest, <laughs> for me, I find yeah. it very interesting. I find I find it very interesting being able to craft copies or being able to write. Um, articles or sometimes being able to do graphics design because I do those things and I'm always picking up new things every once in a while and I genuinely truly enjoy these things but then because we we show that we enjoy these things people suddenly feel like they can underprice our services or our products and things like that and I don't want to have to show you struggle for you to appreciate me and the work that I do if it's fun for me let it be fun for me Tech people show that their work is fun as well, but you don't underprice what yeah. they're selling to you. So why are you underpricing mine? I saw something online. You know? you know I'm offline right now, but I, I came on Instagram yesterday and I saw something, Casey, Casey David, Casey David's um, 
I think that's I don't know how to pronounce it. That's her handle. She put something now. Uh, yes, yes. Cassie Davis. She, she was like um. <laughs> Um, she put these two pictures in the same design and it was the title of her blog post in the first part. And the second one was BTS. She showed how people think that blogging. Yeah, I saw and that. I just, I've not, I've, I didn't try to do any, but I like that particular, you know, because I was like, no, this is, these people really need to know this. And she, she talked about how people think that blogging is just a walk in a park. But you have to see that sometimes you write a blog post or an article, you have like 10 you have, you have crafted like 10 different um, titles and you are trying to find mm-hmm. another one. You've researched keywords, even though you are not an SEO writer, but you know that it's important to use keywords in this writing, especially if you want to be found online. You know, and she showed all the yeah. work, all the stress, and I was like, yes, this is the story we have to keep showing. And another thing that I have observed among creatives, especially content creators, is that you talk about the brand that you, you talk about the brand that you create value for. Right, you talk about how you, you share value of this kind of work that you do. You teach other content creators what you do, but you do not show us the progress and the success of the brands that you have worked with in the past. You know, it annoys me when I come on Instagram and everybody hmm. is a social media creator, everybody is a content creator or content marketer or something, but I cannot see it. Once in a while, put it out there, put the brand that you have been working to consist working with consistently for the past six months where they started from, where they are today. That's proof that your work isn't easy. That's proof that you, you've been working so hard to change a brand with it from time to time. Sure. We, don't, we don't usually do that. It's not, it's not making noise. It's not riding on your, own, on your own horse or anything. It's just how it is. You just have to tell people the work that you're doing. We don't usually do that as well. The moment we start to do it and we explain you know, how you're able to how you're able to um, work hard to make that brand move from point A to point B, people will begin to notice and people begin to pay attention that this thing is not an easy work. You know, you know, I think that creatives, and I'm not even, even plus the people that are arrogant and brag and all that, I feel like creatives are naturally humbled by their gifts because it's innate. So to them, sometimes, they don't see it as something that's worth talking about because it feels to them like I didn't go to school to learn this thing yeah. now. Yes, I do. Do you understand know what I'm saying? I, I feel like that's how it is. So even even the ones that talk about what they do so, and are arrogant and they brag, those ones are taking they're they not going over the top because they feel like they must shall talk about it. Not entirely because they totally believe that what they're doing is making yeah. a change or making a difference or is yeah. worth it. And I don't know why we, why we do that to ourselves. For the longest time, I did not Imagine. appreciate the fact that I could write. Because I just thought, I write, I write. No. write. And that, that, your content I saw as well. Do you, you get? The content I saw, your content as well. I, your content that I saw Sorry? as well, that you're like, you don't need certificates to create or something like that. You know? I was, I think it was something like that. And I was like, this is it. Yeah. This is why some people also do not they do not push their work out there value create value they usually think that value is three tips on how to do this five apps to kineko kineko 20 um must do three things you must never do that's not just value value is also showing that <laughs> value is also showing that value is also showing that where I've come from. This is what I've been able to do. I can do this because I have the experience. There's no school for me. 
equity. I mean, some of us took few courses online on content marketing. I mean, I took, I've taken some, con- some courses on content marketing, writing, PR, and all of those things. But all of those things do not, are not the reason I'm creating awesome value. They're boosters. There's already, there's already something on the inside. All those things are boosters. They're they are giving me head knowledge on how to be able to craft all these things that I feel and all those things I just that pop up in my head to make it something that is workable. So people need to, creatives need to stop doing that thing, focusing side that um, value is also doing your work. I mean, it's going to be bad to do it. I mean, ev- everything that art does it. And that's why I stand her all the time. She does it. She talks about what she has done, what she's been able to achieve. She makes it a post on her freaking feed. And some people might think that it's showing off, but she earned the right to. She has worked for it. She did not steal whatever it is that she has. She worked for it. She will tell you the process, how she was able to do it, what she did, who she has worked with, all of those things. It's not show off. It's important. So that when people come to her, they are not coming to come and refraff her in her DMs. They have seen work in the feed, in the open. Yeah, so, so mm-hmm. I just that's 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 how that's we are the ones who are changing ourselves, we are the ones telling the wrong narrative, and it's also our duty to retell the stories yeah. that we've been telling. Sure, it's like that thing that people say about relationships they say, teach people 